bem-vindos ao podcast What Drives You. Aqui exploramos histórias, estratégias e ferramentas das pessoas que têm bem claro o que é que as move. Por isso, se queres ser uma delas, mantenho-te por aí, porque a jornada vai começar. Olá a todos, sejam muito bem-vindos a mais um episódio do podcast What Drives You. E este é um episódio especial. Porque é uma dupla estreia. É uma estreia porque é o primeiro episódio onde eu entrevisto mais do que uma pessoa ao mesmo tempo. E é também uma estreia porque é o primeiro episódio que eu tenho em inglês. Uh, hoje tem comigo a associação Curious Monkey, ok? Que basicamente é composta por três pessoas. A Catarina, que é portuguesa, a Liz dos Estados Unidos e a Linda da Hungária. Um, Hungria. Hungária. Hungria, uh, e ao longo desta conversa falamos um bocadinho sobre esta associação, quem é, que, que, qual é que é o objetivo da, da Curious Monkeys, de onde é que elas três vieram para chegarem aqui, um, e falamos um bocadinho qual é que é a relação delas com Lisboa, entre uma série de outras coisas. É um episódio muito bom, é um episódio que está para lá da minha zona de conforto, porque eu não estou nada habituado a fazer entrevistas em inglês, mas uh, desafiei-me a fazer isso. Ao mesmo tempo é também uma entrevista que não está só em inglês, também está em português, porque a associação da Curious Monkey é uma associação bilingue, o objetivo deles é terem conteúdos em português e em inglês, portanto achámos por bem que a entrevista fosse uh, também assim. Espero que gostem deste episódio, agradecer aos nossos três patrocinadores, a Academia do Sim, uma empresa de formação e coaching na área comportamental, ao Reis Vesca Work, um espaço de coworking fenomenal que apesar de estar fechado mantém uma presença nas redes sociais incrível e ao nosso terceiro patrocinador, o projeto Geração S+, um projeto que tem como objetivo promover um estilo de vida saudável entre os jovens. Já sabem que podem subscrever o canal, deixar um gosto e partilhar e vemos no próximo episódio. Olá a todos, sejam muito bem-vindos a mais um episódio do podcast What Drives You and this is a very special episode because it's a premiere in two ways. First, it's my first interview in, in, in English with these three amazing people, a woman, and it's also the first time that I interview uh, more than one person at the same time. So, this is going to be amazing, uh, and today I'm, I'm joined by Liz, Linda, and Katerina, and uh, we're here to talk about Curious Monkeys. How are you doing, girls? Everything okay? Everything great. great. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah. No, that's okay. Obrigada, João. Obrigada por perguntar. De nada, Katerina. Uma das vantagens deste episódio é que vamos andar aqui entre duas línguas, entre português e entre inglês, e vai ser uma, uma conversa extremamente interessante. Um, and I just wanted to start you guys by asking this, this simple question, because when in, in every ep episode of, of the podcast, my first question is always a question that has nothing to do with the topic that we're going to talk about, okay? So, to do that, I had to come up with three different questions, and it was, it was being a little bit hard, uh, but I found out that all of you like, or at least lived in Lisbon, right? Yeah. Okay, so my first question is going to be what do you guys love most about Lisbon? Okay, que que vocês gostam mais em, em, em Lisboa? E vou começar já pela Catarina. Catarina, força. Obrigada. Uh, o que é que eu gosto mais em Lisboa? Eu sei que é um lugar comum, mas eu diria a luz. Eu sempre que saio de Lisboa e vou, eu com regularidade faço viagens em trabalho. E das coisas que eu sinto mais falta e diferença é a luz de Lisboa. Ok. Uh, e e nota-se, e sempre fico muito emocionada quando regresso de avião e vejo a cidade ao longo, ao longo do, do rio. É das coisas que eu mais gosto. É só uma? Pode, pode dizer ser mais. Não, pode, pode dizer mais, pode dizer mais, pode dizer mais. Eu queria uma, mas pode dizer mais. 
Outra coisa que eu gosto de Lisboa é que é uma cidade imperfeita. Uh, e eu noto isso em comparação com as cidades nórdicas e nós temos aquela ideia de que uh, a organização das cidades, or, uh, portanto, o lar estético e tudo muito arranjado e muito bonito, mas há algo nessas cidades que depois me incomoda. Porque okay. parece que eu também tenho de ser demasiado perfeita e arranjada para estar nessas cidades. E quando tu estás em Lisboa e estás no teu modo casual, ou a vida não está a correr bem, ou nem tudo tem que ser perfeito, nem tudo tem que ser bonito, nem estético, há esse lado mais, mais, mais imperfeito, menos acabado, uhum. que eu uhum. gosto de Lisboa, que eu me sinto à vontade. Aqui é, é como se a cidade fosse real, é como tu, tem imperfeições, tem dias okay. bonitos, tem dias feitos. Acho que é muito mais humana. Muito difícil, muito difícil. Ok. Liz, how about yourself? What do you like most in Lisbon? Um, I agree with uh, both the things that Katarina was talking about, like the sort of the imperfection um, of the city, the, the variance and textures and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but for me, I think that the thing that I love the most is sort of um, the size. Like the size and the, which is weird, but it's like the size and the energy of the city. Like the, the city is like both small, it's small enough to feel like a community and to feel like a home. But at the same time, it's big enough that it's like, I know you can know everybody, but you can also run into new people and like learn new things every day, yeah. every week that you never, there are all these like hidden nooks and crannies, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, and also I think because it's such a, it's like a town that has so many people coming through it, both tourists and then also people that come and live here, there's a sort of vibrancy and an energy that comes from the continual, this continual new, like, new people arriving and, and stuff like that. But then there's also like this very like old soul to it. Yeah, you know? it's a, it's a, a really nice mixture. Yeah, go. Great. Linda, how about yourself? What do you like most in Lisbon? Uh, I agree with Liz that it's a right size. And, and I think mostly what I like in Lisbon is the people. Like, I feel like I, I lived before in Budapest and in London. And I feel that here, like, building a community is somehow easier or people are more motivated to work together and the currency is not necessarily money it's more like ideas like if you have an idea you can find people or artists who you can collaborate and it's somehow it's i don't know i feel that people are more motivated to make something together not necessarily on a big scale yeah but on a kind of creative way but but do you think when you talk about people you talk about people from all nationalities that are in Lisbon or are you talking about specifically Portuguese people in Lisbon? Mainly I think it's Portuguese like when I, I arrived here once five years ago uh, to make one little exhibition and and people were so nice and people were like I found painters who joined to the project and after two weeks I couldn't go home and I stayed for a year and these people are still my friends and most of them are Portuguese, but I think it's like contagious. Yeah. So this attitude, if you are a foreigner, but you start to live here, you mm -hmm. kind of also have this attitude after a while. Okay, great. So you guys have, and we'll, we'll get to Curious Monkeys, but before that, you guys have different backgrounds, okay? So I just wanted to ask you a little bit about that. Uh, what are, uh, I know that you, the three of you like art, but you relate to it in a very different way. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I would like you to talk a little bit about your uh, your journey and how you get up. Uh, how did you end up uh, in Curious Monkey and uh, or here in, in in Portugal? And I would start with Linda. 
Uh, Linda, oh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, actually, I already started the story, so five yeah, years ago. I, yeah, I came with a little suitcase and um, because I have this strange project that I record people's dreams. And wow. I ask what you, like a Sonia, so I ask people what you dreamt, if you remember any dream of your life. Mm -hmm. And I recorded now almost 2,000 interviews of people describing like flying on a dragon or like these dreams from the night, as Sonia. Yeah. And uh, so I had this idea to invite painters and they can choose a video I recorded when people describe and they can paint how they imagine that story. So then there was a TV screen and you can have like four or five paintings around how five different painters interpret the same, the same theme of one person. That's amazing. How did you come up with that idea? <laughs> I was very obsessed with, <laughs> with dreams from a young age because I had very crazy vivid dreams. Okay. And then I just, I studied cinema and then I just started to record my friends telling me their dreams because some of my friends didn't have like a really creative job. Like, you know, like I have a friend who is a bus driver or working mm -hmm. in a call center, but they had so cool dreams that I really wanted to force this thing that everybody can have like super creative mm -hmm. imagination, even though it's not your job or not conscious. Okay. Yeah. So, so then... Yeah. yeah, so and then I arrived here because uh, because I had this little exhibition in Elsie's factory, but it was very like like a hippie level, like there was yeah. like no money involved and it was like I found the artist like through friends and but then it was so cool and we, we got invited to other little places so we did one in Bath and there was another little gallery at the time called Givlow. So I kind of got obsessed with Lisbon and how it it went so easily and then some at one point a, a guy who made sculptures he also was like ah oh, can i do a sculpture and then an animation artist joined so i was like wow this is heaven okay <laughs> can, but, I, can, can i ask you just one more question about it have you ever had musicians do it i had one more thing we did that on the opening of the exhibition we thought that we need something you know like what is more like a performance. So we yeah. had two musicians and two dancers from the dance school mm -hmm. and people on the spot went to the microphone and told the dream they remembered yeah. and the, the two musicians, they, they created the mood and yeah. the dancers made like an instant impro. Oh, so it was like... Amazing. This. <laughs> so, so it cool, was, yeah, so, I cool. Was so cool. And okay. then I was, I just wanted to stay here forever, but then I had no more money. Okay. <laughs> And because I, it's very hard for me to learn Portuguese and I found, yes, yeah, so it's not so easy to, to stay without money and the language yeah. skills. And then I went back to Budapest, but I was still like thinking, how can I turn to Lisbon? It really got stuck in me. And then I had so many dreams and I was like, I have to do something with this. It became like a collection. So it's actually yeah. online now and you can search like if you put dragon, you can find all the dreams with dragon. And then oh, I find like people dream with so many similar things and many people dream with, you know, figures of movies, Superman or Spider-Man. So I was like, mm, maybe I can write about it. And then I applied to do a PhD mm -hmm. uh, about cultural figures appearing in our dreams. And then it got accepted. So now I'm doing here my PhD. That's so fascinating. Damn, I would really love to read that 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 PhD, by the way. Okay. And, and do you have any dream you would share with my project? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> not right here, not right here, but I, I would be okay. happy to, to do it. Yeah. So, okay, but it's a uh, promise then. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a promise. Cool. So, Liz, uh, how about yourself? Yeah. How, how did you end up here? Um, I am from San Francisco 
And I lived in San Francisco in the Mission District for the last, before I came here, I came here for about a year and a half ago. Um, I lived there for 14 years. Okay. And I lived in the same house, in the same block, same, you know, all these things. And I loved it. Like, I loved where I lived. And I loved San Francisco. It's like this quirky, weirdo town, like, artsy. And, and my neighborhood was great. Um, and I never thought I would want to leave. But in the last few years, like, my neighborhood had changed a lot. Um, San Francisco had changed a lot with, like, tech and Facebook and all the money that had been inserted into the economy. And a lot of people have been displaced from my neighborhood and the weirdness and like the quirkiness of San Francisco was sort of um, going away. Yeah. But also, and also like people, you know, I was getting to like my late thirties. And so people were moving out of my neighborhood to go have kids and families and stuff like that. And I like wanted an adventure. And so I came to Lisbon, like, I don't, I didn't have a reason, like, I didn't have a logical reason, right? Okay. Um, it was, like, I, I wanted to move, and for some reason, like, Lisbon felt like the right place to move. Okay. Um, you know, and, and it's, like, a few reasons. It's, like, the weather here was, temp like, temperate. Like, I didn't know Portuguese at all, and so that was, like, a challenge, and I, I kind of liked having that that challenge. Um, but also, like, when I, when I came to visit Lisbon, like, I just felt good here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just did it. I just moved. I moved by myself. I didn't know anyone here. Um, I didn't know what I would do. And, you know, my sister lives in Morocco, so I'm near to her and her family, which is like one, another, you know, normal reason. Um, but I just, I just moved and, and it was like a big thing because I actually really loved my life in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and I got here and I, like my hunch, my intuition to move here was like totally right. You know, um, like in a few weeks, I already felt at home. And, and that was a really like important thing for me because at home, like I really value feeling like at home and part of a community. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, I think I met Katerina, actually, I think I met both Katerina and Linda within, I met Katerina the first week I was in Lisbon. <laughs> And I met Linda maybe like the first month I was in Lisbon. Um, okay. And so I met all these people that have, have since become my friends now for a long time. Um, and, and yeah, and that's, and that's how I got here. Yeah, and I so, love it. And, and let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your relationship with, because I know you from storytelling, right? Yeah, uh, totally. Storytelling night. And mm -hmm. um, I know that you actually, um, you you gave classes in storytelling is that uh, am, am i correct so yeah. what's your experience in that area um so i'm a writer i went yeah. to graduate school for writing i've worked as a journalist um and i've written other things like fiction and nonfiction. Um, and actually storytelling is, and, and in San Francisco, I'm like the kind of person that always takes art classes or writing classes. And like, I always like to take something that I don't have any experience in or that gives me like another challenge. And so a few years ago, I took a storytelling class because I was one, scared of it. Um, and so, so it was going to give me this new challenge, right? Like mm -hmm. I knew how to write something, but like to stand on a stage wasn't something I had any experience in. And so 
I, um, I took this class in San Francisco and to be honest, like I wasn't very good at it. Right. Um, because it was the first time I'd ever done it and I was really wrestling and there were like these guys in my class that were like these tech VCs and they were used to pitching stuff. So they were really good and really funny. And I just felt really unsure of myself in that class and, and sort of, and just bad and like out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I, I did it right. Like I, I did my class and the end of the class was a performance and we had to tell stories on stage. And I, I kind of love the rush of like the stage part. Like, even yeah. though I didn't feel that good, like I like standing there and yeah. saying vulnerable things about myself like that. I don't know. I loved it. And also I loved it because I'd never done it before. Right. Yeah. So, and it scared me. Um, and so the, in storytelling, like how I got really into storytelling here is, uh, is like another, it's like another thing that's like kind of random. Like I, when I got, my neighbor in San Francisco told me his friend lived in Lisbon and I messaged him on Facebook before I got here. And the first thing he said to me was, I'm organizing a storytelling night. Will you come tell a story? And because I was coming alone and I knew no one, I was like, yeah, I'll come. Sure. Like, <laughs> like, it was like, I had to say yes to everything because like, otherwise I was worried I'd be alone and like, like never have a friend in Lisbon okay yeah and so I went to this storytelling night and I and I really prepared and I told my story and I realized like maybe I wasn't as bad as I had thought I was and I and I loved it again but also I loved it there because it was like this more intimate situation I got yeah. to know all these people and all the people that were drawn to it were super interesting yeah and kind and like from all over the world and the other org storytelling organizer left the next day to like Norway. And so I took over organizing storytelling and because I, in the beginning we didn't have very many people, I had to tell a story every single time. And so, and that's the thing, it's like practice showing up to something you kind of suck at, like yeah. you start to not suck. Like, yeah. you know, and like that, that's it. It's like the magic thing is like, Oh, you just keep doing it. And like bear being not the best in the room, you know, and um, and so and that's how I got into it. And then I realized that like a lot of things I knew from writing like do transfer to storytelling, yeah. um, and and that and that it is something that you can work really that you can work to get better at. And so then I was like, okay, I can give classes to people because I think some people hesitate to they hesitate to stand on stage because they don't think they know how to do it. And I don't believe that. I believe that everybody can do it. Yeah. Um, and so like, I, if I give them some tools to make them feel a bit more confident or to make mm -hmm. them think about it in a certain way so that they can get up there, like, I, I would love that. Cause I want to hear everybody's stories that come to storytelling. Cause like people have some fascinating stories. Yeah. That's um, the, sorry. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Finish. Mm -hmm. No, 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 that's it. No, I, I was, I was asking, uh, I was thinking about that because one of my experiences, and I, I, I'm fortunate enough to to meet a lot of people and talk a lot of uh, with a lot yeah. of people in different contexts, and there's 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 this type specific type of people who, who believe that their stories aren't that good. And, and usually uh, are the people that have like these amazing stories, but they would never tell you unless you go poke them and say, no, but tell me, talk to me about yourself. Yeah, so that's, that's really good. Okay, so let's switch languages and go here to Katarina. Katarina, e tu? Conta-me coisas. Como é que tu, conta-me, fala um bocadinho do, do teu percurso uh, e como é que chegas até, até aos dias de hoje? 
Obrigada, João. Eu sou a pessoa que se calhar aqui, aqui tem mesmo, de facto, o percurso mais convencional. E se tu estavas a dizer que foste a uma, a uma escola, a uma universidade e perguntaste às pessoas o que é que elas queriam ser e elas não sabiam responder, eu digo, isso é perfeitamente normal. É. E se calhar vai ser normal e vai acontecer muitas vezes ao longo das nossas vidas. Porque eu acho que é um processo de aprendizagem. Yeah. Se nós já soubéssemos o que queríamos ser aos 17 anos, isso é que é mesmo muito estranho. Uh, eu, sou, eu, sou eu sou jornalista na área médica, eu trabalho na área científica, uma área muito especializada. Uhum. Tenho um processo muito, tenho um, a minha parte profissional é muito corporativa, okay. muito aborrecida, <risos> mas com muita gente. E, e, e penso que as pessoas, quando estão em ambientes corporativos ou em ambientes mais formatados, têm, uh, às vezes é mais difícil engajarem-se no conceito da criatividade e do, da, da parte artística. Mas é exatamente para eu viver, viver muito mais a minha semana num contexto mais formal e corporativo, que eu tenho a necessidade de, de estar de, ao fim de semana e, no meu, e na minha vida privada ter escolhas que nada têm a ver com esse meu lado profissional. Portanto, uhum. o que eu estou a dizer é as pessoas têm a sua vida e a sua vida tem várias facetas, elas não têm que ser uma coisa só e podem, dentro do seu percurso, fazer várias coisas que necessariamente podem ser muito diferentes. Sem dúvida. Uma coisa que é interessante, tanto a Liz como a Linda disseram aqui, a Linda interessa-se por sonhos das pessoas, a Liz interessa-se pelas histórias das pessoas, uhum. ou seja, elas são as duas curiosas por pessoas. E eu acho que é isso que nos une, nós somos as três muito curiosas sobre a vida e sobre as pessoas. Okay. É essa a minha ligação, eu conheci a Liz, conheci a Linda e eu acho que quando tens uma química, nós quando nos relacionamos com as pessoas temos uma química boa ou má, isso existe. Uhum. Uh, e também é verdade, quando nós estamos receptivos a conhecer alguém, isso vai mudar a tua vida. A Liz estava a dizer uma coisa muito importante, ela dizia que sim. E quando tu começas a dizer que sim, as coisas começam a entrar, como a Linda estava a dizer, ela uhum. começou a conhecer alguém e isso abriu a vida dela. Claro. Portanto, o meu lado aqui no, no Curious Monkey, eu entrei porque a Liz e a Linda, entretanto, já tinham pensado nesta ideia de criar uma associação cultural, com um pendor artístico muito forte e com a sensação de dar uma casa onde qualquer pessoa que esteja em Lisboa, seja uma local como eu, uhum. eu, eu vivo em Lisboa e sou de Lisboa, tanto uma pessoa que é daqui como qualquer pessoa que veio de fora, mas que faz de Lisboa a sua casa, se possam encontrar. A nossa uhum. ideia era essa, criar um, tal como nós das três nos encontramos por aí, criar um espaço onde as pessoas pudessem estar okay. uh, e tivessem esse motivo de serem curiosas. Uhum. Uh, Deixa-me só fazer-te uma pergunta antes de irmos ao, 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 ao Curious Monkey, um, que é qual, que formas é que tu encontraste de contrabalançar essa questão que, de um meio muito corporativo com uma questão criativa, porque eu percebo essa tua necessidade, aliás é uma necessidade que eu vejo em muitas pessoas. Uh, só que há muitas pessoas que estão no meio corporativo e que não conseguem encontrar veículos ou mecanismos para trabalhar a outra parte. Como é que tu arranjaste forma de, de, de trabalhar isso? Um... Ou o que é que fazes para, para desenvolver essa parte também? Uh, eu não estou a dizer que sou assim todos os dias. Claro, não claro, não, não. É só para as pessoas perceberem que... Eu acho que a certa altura nós estamos tão demasiado focados com os parâmetros de sucesso que eles estabelecem, uhum. as pessoas têm, os parâmetros de sucesso nunca estiveram tão elevados, uhum. as pessoas acharam o que têm que fazer, ou ser, ou ter, é muito, é muito pesado. 
e, mas isso para mim nunca fez muito sentido, porque o que eu acho que é mais importante é tu não manteres o, o teu cérebro acordado. E acho que é muito fácil tu no ram-ram do dia-a-dia, -dia, entre os e-mails que tens que mandar e, e as idas ao supermercado, eu chegares ao final do dia e pensares Pá, o que é que aconteceu aqui. E eu decidi que todos os dias, fosse o que fosse, coisas muito pequenas, eu ia fazer uma coisa diariamente, todos os dias, não importa o que é, todos os dias uma coisa que, que fosse eu que tomei a decisão de o fazer, não porque uhum. a vida me obriga a isso, ou supermercado, ou ter que ler e-mails, ou seja o que for, e então eu muito ativamente um, organizava a minha vida, sobretudo ao fim de semana, ao final do dia, ia, sei lá, olha, ia virar a agenda, e tentar ver uma, uma exposição que estivesse, fosse num sítio diferente, num sítio da cidade que eu nunca tivesse ido, um, ou seja, obrigar-me a sair da rotina do cotidiano. Uhum. Uh, eu eu conheci a Liz num evento onde eu nunca tinha ido, portanto às vezes é forçaste a tentar evitar a rotina, ou dentro da tua rotina, criares um dia, um momento em que, que decidas que queres fazer outra coisa. Okay. Uh, e, e eu tento mesmo durante, a minha, durante o meu fim de semana em inscrever-me em, em atividades das coisas eu às vezes nada sei, há sempre umas que eu tenho mais, a Luísa gosta muito de desenho, eu não sei desenhar, mas eu gosto de ir a palestras, ou gosto muito de cinema, como a Linda uhum. gosta muito de cinema, portanto eu em Lisboa, a verdade é esta, não falta, agora estamos todos em casa, mas em Lisboa não, há sempre imensa coisa para se fazer, e eu acho que ficamos muito no, no Netflix e no binge, binge watching, e... E há muita coisa na rua para fazer. Ou então mesmo em casa. Uhum. Até mesmo em casa. Eu distraio-me muito sozinha. Eu não tenho televisão por uma por opção. Acho, Exatamente. Acho. Por não ter televisão, eu sou obrigada a descobrir... Outras formas de... Outras formas de me entreter. E isso vale a pena. Ok. Obrigado, Catarina. Então, vamos... Uh, so, let's talk a little bit about um, Curious Monkey, ok? And uh, I would start asking for, because if, if I understand correctly, um, Linda and Liz started the idea and then Katrina joined. So Linda, how did, can, uh, Katrina already told us a little bit about Curious Monkey and it's an artistic organization or association, right? And I just wanted to ask you, how did you guys come up with the idea to create uh, Curious Monkey? And uh, yeah, so let's start there. I I have this very random visual memory that I was walking with Liz on the street and we were talking because I, I met Liz on storytelling. Yeah. And I met her when she was already organizing storytelling and I was like, ah, it's so cool that it's a, it's a place that like attracts people and they can kind of, they can perform and they can, they can show who they are. They have a, a time when they can do it, but, but it's kind of limited because it's stories. And then I just remember we were walking and we were, we were talking about it can be so nice nice if we have a space where you can also like talk about movies you can talk about literature you can and then i think we just talk so much about it and i don't know why i have this memory while we were walking on the street and then my next memory like there is a cut and then my next memory is that we are already looking for spaces Space. <laughs> what we can actually have where we can do cultural events so yeah. i think we just had this i don't know we were both really eager to collect more people who we can share like more things, not just stories. Yeah, because one one of the things that um, 
that uh, I've been realizing, and uh, I, I was a musician before I, I was uh, I started do some corporate training and the talks yeah. and all that all that stuff. And when I was a musician, I, we always believed that it's it's the the moment that we can uh, expand our own creativity as individual musicians mm-hmm. is when we have a space to discuss mm-hmm. it with the community, right? So that's that's. The thing I loved about the, the the idea when when Liz told me about it, it was it was precisely that because you guys are you guys want to create a community that can help uh, artists not only to uh, perform but also to share and debate some things in art and and that uh, of course it will help them to increase their own creativity and um, so Liz. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Just that I have a feeling, but of course I don't have like a full overview of the cultural scene of Lisbon, but mm-hmm. according to my personal experience, I have a feeling that there are places that are really underground and alternative. Yeah. And there are places that are really almost high society and yeah. there's kind of meeting gap in between. Precisely. Like I don't want to say places now, but there are places where this mm-hmm. kind of like like rich hipster people go and there are places where are people go who have like who maybe didn't shower for a while, but it's not a problem. But I just need yeah. a kind of. I think there is a need for yeah. people who cannot belong to any of these more extreme groups to yeah. to have this middle, a middle ground. ground, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Because uh, at least as a musician, I, I'm thinking, and, and I'm I'm just I, I I see that you have like these um, really small bars and pubs where this guy with the guitar and can play, and that's something that's not really professional but then you have like these big theaters like Teatro de São Luís where there's massive production and, and actually the middle ground there it's it's a great idea so please let me ask you something how did you guys come up uh, with the name why <laughs> curious oh, monkey that's, that's, that's my favorite story, story. okay so let's go let's story. go let's go let's go that story and um, okay, so uh, Katarina and I went out to Park this Nasoish. Oh gosh, my accent's awful. Yeah, that's um, fine. On because uh, we needed to register the we needed to register the cultural association, right? Yeah. And um, if you register a company in Portugal, there's a list you have to choose from. Did you? Does do people know this? Like because <laughs> the list is like a literary art project in and of itself like people need to go to the list and just read it because it's absurd and i and we loved it but and so we had picked all these names but then we we looked again right before we went and like none of the names they they were already gone like people had already taken off the names we liked yeah. but um but then katarina saw curious monkey and she te- you know texted it to me on whatsapp and i was like oh yeah like we like that that is perfect right and and it's like it's perfect for so many reasons like a monk because it really um it was on the list so it was convenient right but also like it really fit sort of our maybe like our mission our ethos of like what curious monkey was gonna be because that that is something that has like um you know bound all of us like we all share a deep curiosity right yeah. like I, I i was um like i worked in psychology and i've been a therapist and like i've always just been like very curious about everything and anything um and katarina t- too and linda linda too and like linda gets down in the subconscious of people but um 
Um, but so, so we're all really curious and I wanted, and I like that word, right? Because like, I wanted to create a space where everybody felt free and open to share their ideas and creativity sort of without judgment. And I kind of think that, that a lot of art spaces can be really judgy, especially at that sort of high level and there's politics and all of this mm -hmm. but like I, I feel like curiosity is sort of almost the it's not the opposite of judgment but it's like the antithesis of, of judgment and it's like curiosity like if you meet people's ideas with curiosity it's just such a more engaging and awesome thing yeah sure. and then monk yeah and then well, monkey was like perfect too because monkey was playful right yeah. And so like, we wanted to have a space where we could discuss important, you know, deep, meaningful things, it, like get down into like intellectual ideas, but we didn't need, we didn't want the formality of a lecture hall in a university or the pretentiousness of it. Yeah. And so it's like, we can, we can treat, you know, all this different material with a playful curiosity. Um, and, and so, I don't know, we just like that's, completely fell in love with the name. Yeah, that, that's such and, a great, uh, sorry, sorry. But yeah. let me just say that that's such a great um, idea, like uh, the balance between working in something uh, intellectually, but in a playful way. Uh, and the way that you guys translated with, with that name, it's, it's really good. So go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, and then also just graphically, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really digging monkeys right now. Like, you know, check out my background. Yeah, it's on the website. Yeah, but, yeah. But also in quarantine, I have been drawing monkeys, and monkeys are fascinating um, looking, and and they're human, right? They have like a lot of emo. They're they're human like. They have a lot of emotion um, in their faces, and um, I don't know. They're just cool. Okay, great. Um, it's funny because you you guys are. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, in here in the podcast um, this senior in a company where they do they promote some events and they uh, do some brand content, and they have this really cool name, which is World Spoon Agency. Uh, and I was like, and the, one of the first questions, that, yeah, spoon. So, uh, and one of the first questions that I asked him was like. Well, tell me the story about that name because I, I did some yeah. heavy research and I couldn't find it. And he just told me basically the same story that you did. They were rejecting the company. They didn't know how to call it. World Spoon was there. And it was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. So uh, it's, 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 it's funny. So let me switch once again to Portuguese. E fazer aqui uma pergunta à Catarina, que é, Catarina, portanto, já percebemos onde é que o nome, já percebemos um bocadinho qual é que é a ideia geral. Uh, e eu gostava de te perguntar, na tua visão, ou porventura na visão das três, uh, qual é que é a missão do, do, do Curious Monkeys? O que é que vocês gostavam realmente de que acontecesse com, este, com esta associação? Obrigada, João. Uh, na realidade, a Curious Monkey é também... Nós temos uma ideia uh, do que queremos que seja. Esse conceito já está na nossa página, uh, curiousmonkey.pt e depois nós deixamos os links todos das vossas redes sociais Exatamente. e mais alguma coisa, sim. Pronto. Uh, e na realidade, o que eu acho que isto também vai funcionar. Nós não temos muita pressa, a Liz diz isso mesmo. Nós queremos crescer devagar e queremos perceber o que é que as pessoas procuram em nós. Uh, nós temos ideias do que é, quais são os nossos princípios da, da atividade. 
Uhum. Uh, e o que é que, obviamente, as pessoas abordam-nos e com sugestões e nós avaliamos cuidadosamente para saber se se encaixa no nosso perfil, mas a verdade é que nós queremos crescer devagar e queremos crescer com as pessoas, ou seja, não somos uma instituição instalada que diz nós somos assim, 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 não, nós vamos ser ao longo do tempo com as pessoas a interagir connosco. Claro. Portanto, obviamente temos ideias do que queremos fazer no início, uh, nós queremos lançar um espaço onde seja de aprendizagem, a Alice estava a dizer e bem, nós somos, somos as três pessoas curiosas, isto é uma, uma associação para pessoas que são curiosas, uh, o macaco é uma personagem playful, porque nós também queremos aprender e interagir de uma forma descontraída e com, com bastante à vontade, mas também porque no fundo o macaco significa que todos estamos ao mesmo nível, toda a gente é bem-vinda de onde vier, o background, o que faz, o que importa é que tenha o mesmo espírito. E nós temos duas componentes, nós queremos criar um espaço de aprendizagem onde pessoas que, por exemplo, tenham algum tipo de skill ou tenham algum tipo de, de área profissional, que possa ser dar aulas de desenho, como dar aulas de línguas, como seja até mesmo na área de música ou de arte e criar ali um espaço onde essas pessoas possam partilhar aquilo que sabem. Uhum com workshops que nós queremos que sejam bastante acessíveis, que qualquer um possa participar, porque a oferta, a oferta de workshops que há, às vezes, afasta muita gente, porque as pessoas têm que fazer opções, uhum. e nós queremos trazer isso de uma forma bastante informal. Nós não somos uma escola, somos um espaço de partilha. Eu hoje ensino a desenhar, amanhã posso aprender a bordar, não sei, uhum. o que for. Uhum. Portanto, vai ser um, um, também um espaço de reciprocidade. E outra coisa que nós, como a Alice também estava a dizer, Uh, nós queremos um espaço onde também vai incluir uh, espaço como a literatura ou áreas de debate. Isso é bastante flexível, também tem muito a ver com aquilo que as pessoas querem que seja. Nós estamos abertos a sugestões, pessoas tenham ideias ou queiram explorar. Já nos têm aproximado, nós temos recebido bastante, bastante propostas e não só não está a acontecer porque estamos em casa e, e em período claro. de pandemia, mas já tínhamos um conjunto de, de atividades alinhavadas para, para arrancar e, e vamos, uhum. vamos mantê-las, mas também porque o que... E, eu acho que hoje em dia uma tendência em que as pessoas deixaram de ser curiosas, no sentido, e, e isto é só uma, é uma, é a minha opinião, sim, sim. não é mais nada, em que eu e a Liz falámos disso, de hoje em dia o facto das pessoas serem mais a um assunto, sai alguma informação sobre esse assunto, um conteúdo sobre esse assunto, não sabemos se é verdade, se é mentira, se é meia-verdade, a verdade é que as pessoas em vez de pensar sobre as coisas ou ponderar sobre as coisas, reagem às coisas, as pessoas têm uma atitude de reação e eu perante isso tenho muita necessidade e a minha curiosidade de saber, deixa-me saber a raiz desta questão, eu quero saber de alguém que estudou, de alguém que investigou, alguém que uhum. sabe com credencial para falar. Uhum. Porque opiniões todos temos, claro. mas ter uma opinião fundamentada num argumento, este se calhar é o meu lado profissional, eu sou jornalista na área médica, em que tu tens de ter provas para, para claro. aquilo que estás a dizer, e eu acho que às vezes é fundamental, nós temos a presença de espírito e a humildade dos estás a dizer eu quero ouvir-te porque tu sabes um bocadinho mais do que eu sobre eu. este assunto. Uhum. Uhum. E isto, eu posso saber sobre, um bocadinho mais sobre aquele assunto e tu, João, porque sabes mais de outro assunto, vais, vais partilhar isso comigo. Yeah. Eu acho que isto tem muito a ver com não haver tantos egos. Acho que há muitos egos, portanto é, vamos baixar os egos e vamos aprender uns com os outros. Uhum. Vamos é assim que eu vejo a Curious Monkey. 
Okay. E acho que a Liz e a Linda também partiram comigo. Que fixe, que fixe. So, um, let me... I, I, I love projects, but I love... And, and I'm deeply curious about projects, but I'm even curious about the people behind them. So let me ask you a personal question uh, to, to the three of you, which is, well, uh, uh, we talked a, a lot about curiosity and that being one of the, the fundamentals in your uh, association. And I, I was wondering, what is, uh, what is the importance of curiosity in your, in your own life? So how, 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 do, how, do, you, how do you guys um, explore and, and why do you think that that's something important for you? And uh, you can go ahead and answer in any order that you, that you want. Does anyone? I think I, I because ahead, of the Lisa. dreams that I always ask people a dream, I kind of, I'm very curious in a way that I, I got obsessed with the fact that, for example, when I ask someone to share a dream with me, usually I don't know these people and they tell me a dream what is not longer than two or three minutes, but it feels that I have a sneak peek into deep into their identity, like, because their dreams, they have some like deep moral issues or some struggle or somehow I feel that I can I can I can have this far glance for the essence of them so I yeah. I'm obsessed in a way with the fact that through a story or an art piece or something you can you can you can maybe know more of a person than just through a two hours conversation of what's your name where did you go to school what are you interested yeah so I think I don't know I'm curious in a way of maybe also because I'm impatient Hmm. That I wanna, <laughs> in a, because we don't have so much time to know each other, and I'm always curious how to find a way to get to know someone deeper in a limited time. Yeah, that, that's a <laughs> really nice <laughs> idea. I never thought about that. That's so cool, because because it, it's actually because if I share a dream with you, I'm I'm actually sharing a part of me that usually yeah. it's unconscious. So I and there's a lot of my identity that's is that is unconscious so when i share with you i probably i'm probably sharing something uh in a th two three minutes uh space uh of time that it would be really hard to share um otherwise in in a longer conversation right that that's, that's and i so think cool. it's similar to if you're a painter and you show me your painting and we yeah. start to talk about that it's kind of the same source or if you are a writer and i read your short story yeah, I think sure. in a way they are the, in, a, in, the, in the same level of depth somehow. Yeah, because, because uh, and, and this is just my opinion, but I think that's because it's something that I created, right? And, and, and it's, it's different because sometimes when, when, you, when you talk with someone and you get lost in that small talk of what you do, of who you met, all that stuff, well, that's something that, that happened to us, right? But if, if I tell you about this song that I written or this talk mm. that I gave, I'm, I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm giving you a glimpse of something that I made with everything mm. that I am. I, I put it right here. Look, let's talk about it. So that's, yeah. that's really a, a fascinating idea. So how about you, girls? Which one of you want to go next? What's the role of your curiosity in your lives? I mean, I'll, I'll talk. I don't know if I, I have it like, so I don't it, like for me, um, it's one of those things that I almost feel a bit born with. Right. 
um, like it's a drive. Like, uh, you know, like I feel like I have a few drives in my life that, that, that are since I was young till now and that sort of like give my life both meaning and direction and da da da, da. And, and curiosity has just always been one, right? Um, I've been so curious about both the external world, um, but also always really curious about myself. Like to me, like the world and life and also myself are these sort of vast, unknowable, in a way maybe like they're confusing. Um, they're like these confusing things and the curiosity is almost this drive to like master it and like really understand it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's like a never ending thing. Like I'm never gonna get to that place of like knowing everything. Um, and, and, and like other people, I've always been so curious about other people both because I feel like every person, if you sit with them in, in, and really listen to them, like, you share so much um, of your humanity or whatever, but also that, that other people exist in this world so differently than I do and, and see the world in the same things and are driven by very different things in me. And so it's like, and so just like sort of almost like the range, right? Yeah. It's like, like to know the range of things and the range of ways that you can do something. And, um, but I mean, I just, I've always been like, you know, curious, like to learn facts and then to learn people, like to sit with people in different psychological, like to learn people's psychologies and to learn my own psychology. Yeah. Um, and it's like why, you know, it's like being a journalist, it's like you get to learn all the, like you get these little like stories. Like when I was a kid, my favorite stories were little detective stories, right? Yeah. Like, I loved the mystery and finding out, like, the whodunit mystery. Like, Agatha Christie, you know, all of those. I love that. Um, and in Agatha Christie, like, the answer is always really neat and tidy and, like, here's the killer, da, da, da. Yeah. But in real life, it's, that's like, not, that's not the it's, case, not, right? it's not like that. Yeah. But, but it's so fun. Like, but I'm still really drawn to, like, the mystery. And, and I think it's an inborn drive. And I, and some people are not curious at all. And those people blow, I don't, I don't understand that. It's really mm -hmm. interesting in a yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's like born in me a little bit. Okay. And uh, I think that, uh, and before I, I, I pass it to, to Katerina, I think it's curiosity is something that we can also develop, right? I mean, uh, it, it, in your case, it was born with, with you, but I, I'm just, I'm just asking yeah. because when I remember that uh, when uh, when I was um, when I was writing some songs and writing some music, and I remember that I had this one time where um, I, I didn't like my songs. They were they were always they, they all sound the same, and I had that problem. And 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 I asked uh, yeah. a mentor of mine, um, a teacher. Well, I'm I'm doing this, and I'm thinking that I, I I can't go outside this box. Everything sounds the same. Yeah. And he he asked me, well, what what are you curious about? Yeah. And and I was like, what do you mean? And well, if you just write songs based on uh, technique and things like music yeah. theory and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. they all sound the same. You need to find something else yeah. and be curious about that, so you can write uh, in in a different way. And, and that really made a click in my mind, right? And it, it helped yeah. me get more curious about a lot of stuff besides music. 
And, mm -hmm. and I think that that space, especially in like the context you're talking about is like, if getting curious means also, I think playing, playing, like you have to play, Yeah. you know, For sure. like you have to play. And because you're also stepping into space, you don't know, like you don't yeah. know how it works and you don't, you don't. Um, and so there, yeah, there's this element of more, I don't know how you say it, like interaction or. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that, that, that helps you grow. Uh, for, yeah. for sure. So, and Katrina. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Linda. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, say, say it, Linda. It's fine. It made me think that actually to be curious, I think you also have to be like non-judgmental because as we yeah. said, we are yeah. also different. So I think people who can, because I also can't get people who are not curious and often I find that people who are not as curious, they are more yeah they're more judgmental Judging. you know yeah they, for sure they're not as accepting and i think it's sure. hard because it yeah. can come with education or culture or your background so some people have to kind of fight these things yeah i think i think you're right yeah yeah katrina you could you could easy skin i ask you to pronto is a super pertinent e alice yeah e alice já tocaram em pontos que eu acho que são fundamentais quando falas em curiosidade, eu penso em duas coisas, observar e perguntar. Hum. E se pensares, quando nós somos crianças e temos três anos, a quantidade de perguntas que nós fazemos aos nossos é. pais, porquê, 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 porquê. E de repente, parece que há uma fase da vida em que a sociedade começa a incutir-te normas e tu deixas de perguntar. Uhum. E se reparares, há muitas aulas, palestras, reuniões, em que no final perguntam assim, alguém tem uma dúvida? Zero! Alguém tem uma pergunta a fazer? E as pessoas nunca falam. E eu tenho a certeza que essas pessoas têm perguntas na cabeça, yeah, yeah, yeah. têm dúvidas, têm comentários, uhum. mas sentem-se sentem -se sempre com medo do julgamento dos outros. Uhum. Têm pouca confiança nelas próprias têm pouco sentido crítico e têm medo de dizer e têm medo de ser curiosas porque a curiosidade obriga a desinstalar, obriga a questionar, yeah. a querer saber, For a sure. se calhar aquilo que tu achas que era já deixou de ser yeah, e yeah, yeah. portanto eu acho que a curiosidade Muito é manter o, o... na realidade fazer a pergunta porquê uhum. é o que nos levou aos avanços que nós hoje usufruímos, uh, portanto eu acho que porquê deve existir em cada um e eu acho que há pessoas curiosas mas que ficaram abafadas uhum. e elas já não conseguem ser de, sair dali uhum. uh, e vão ter que encontrar uma maneira de se libertar mas Sim. eu acho que observar é muito importante e perguntar é muito importante porque só a seguir é que tu vais pensar sobre as coisas yeah. sem dúvida ok so um, I, I, I'm going to ask you the, uh, the last question and, and it, it... I just wanted to thank you guys for accepting my, my, my invitation and to come here and I really hope that we can continue this conversation in Curious Monkey space when this is all over because I, 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 really, I really enjoy talking to you and I, I, and I think that I, I love doing this uh, interviewing people but I, I, I always think that I, usually the episodes go about an hour because that's the, the mm. time that we should do and i think this is one of those conversations that we could talk for hours yeah. and hours and hours <laughs> but but i really appreciate you guys coming here and i just want to ask uh, ask you two things first of all uh, where can the people that are listening to us find you guys online 
So it's like the publicity moment. Go ahead. Katarina already said it. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Liz, tell, tell us about okay. it. Okay, um, you can find us online at our website, yeah. curiousmonkey.pt. Yes. Curiousmonkey.pt. Wow, <laughs> nice. É, ele fala muito bem em português, não muito bem. Eu falo um pouquinho. É, também, não, também. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. you were good. Yeah. It's like, you know, the thing about quarantine has not helped my Portuguese because I never hear it because I'm never outside. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. Okay, but um, you can also find us on Instagram, Curious Monkey LX. Yeah. And you can find us on Facebook, also Curious Monkey LX um follow us all that fun stuff oh yeah. and also we're on meetup as well yeah um which and 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 we are supposed to be opening well we were supposed to be opening now um but i think we'll probably let who knows like this yeah. is a new world and and we're adapting um but i think we'll be open um in june yeah Okay. Yeah. And I just want to add something to Liz. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, nós vamos ter um espaço próprio, uh, nós existimos fisicamente, uh, vai ser na rua de São Mamed, número 16, uma rua linda, num edifício lindo, vai ser um espaço novo, somos muito sortudas, foi a Liz que descobriu o sítio e a Linda também, uh, vai ser uma sala grande, uh, muitas coisas a acontecer, portanto é um único sítio com muita luz, e, portanto, quando abrimos as portas, será na rua de São Mamed, número 16. Muita luz e excelentes conversas. Linda, you were saying... One more thing that I think now it became more relevant, although we already put it out before Corona, but we have an artist call now on our website. So we are, we are inviting people to, to help us to, to shape our identity in a way yeah. of uh, how you... We ask people to, to draw a curious monkey. So yeah. if you... Don't want to get in touch with us by writing. You can also get in touch with us by drawing. Amazing. Yeah, okay. Linda so, was like she she's saying like uh, because we want for our oh, uh, sorry I have to switch to Portuguese. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Como a Linda estava a dizer e muito bem, uh, nós para a nossa abertura tínhamos pensado e se fizemos um artist call que era qualquer pessoa, a pergunta é como imaginas um macaco curioso? Okay. E aqui interessa que as pessoas façam o seu macaco com qualquer material, nós temos lá as recomendações do que é que nós procuramos uhum. e, e, e os trabalhos que chegarem e aqueles que nós acharmos que, se, que estão muito mais de acordo com a nossa vibe, yeah. nós vamos tentar, obviamente, expor na nossa abertura. Que fixe, é o que, que nós fixe. queremos fazer. Amazing. Então, a última pergunta é a pergunta que eu pergunto a todos os convidados aqui no podcast. Oh, estou excelente! Sim, sim, sim. E, na verdade, eu gostaria de individualmente ok? E a pergunta é o nome do podcast, que é o que te drives? O que te drives? Yeah. So what? Well, well, first, you... because I think I already said it. Curiosity. Yeah. Curiosity, but also curiosity and freedom. I'm driven towards, and maybe there's an interplay, but I can't figure it out right now. Okay. Curiosity. My two drives: curiosity and freedom. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. So, Linda, Katerina. Mine is dreams and cinema. Okay, amazing. How about you, Katerina? I don't think I thought about this. Olha, o, 
o sentido de, de ser, de, isto vai, vai se parecer super lugar comum e muito livro de autoajuda, mas, mas eu acho que o mais importante é tu realmente estares à vontade contigo próprio. Ok, e é isso, é isso que te move, é estar à vontade contigo próprio, ok, fiz. Muito obrigado, thank you uh, the both to all of you for being here uh, in the rest of I'm, I'm going to say goodbye to the people in Portuguese ok? Uh, pessoal, muito obrigada por estarem aí, obrigada por subscreverem uh, já sabem que podem subscrever o nosso episódio no nosso podcast no Spotify bem como agora no Youtube os episódios saem separados uh, e já sabem que partilhas gostos e qualquer outra coisa são sempre bem-vindos. Thank you all for being here see you next time, thank you so much see you